This week, myths about the flu. For example, more than a half of parents think you can get the flu from the flu vaccine. I'm sitting here gobsmacked. I had no idea that the proportion was so high. It's a myth. That's a mistaken belief. Protecting yourself from the flu and from misinformation. Radio Health Journal returns. I'm Nancy Benson, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show. Here's a preview of what they're covering on Viewpoints this week. This week on Viewpoints. I think that there's just something creepy about spiders. Maybe it's the eight legs. They're just kind of unpredictable. We'll hear why spiders and bats are some of the most misunderstood Halloween symbols. Then, when we're close to other people who are also afraid, our bodies actually release a hormone that makes us feel good. So we can be scared and excited at the same time. Halloween history and traditions. We'll hear why it's so frightening and fun. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. Listen to Viewpoints on your favorite radio station, iTunes and Stitcher. It was 100 years ago. World War I was just a couple of weeks from being over. But just as the world started to breathe a little easier, it suddenly seemed dangerous to breathe at all. A third of the world's population, about 500 million people, came down with the so-called Spanish flu that winter. And according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, at least 50 million people were killed. The United States got off comparatively easy, but still nearly 700,000 Americans died of the flu that year. It's a reminder why public health experts fear the flu and say that the rest of us should give it a little more respect. Familiarity breeds indifference at the very least. And people just talk about the flu very casually and kind of throw it off. That's Dr. William Schaffner, professor of preventive medicine and infectious diseases at the Vanderbilt University School of Medicine. Last year was really an horrific year. We had a terribly bad virus. We have a growing older population in the United States, and that's the population that the virus has its greatest effect upon in terms of producing complications and hospitalizations and deaths. And even today, I think the average person acknowledges flu but doesn't consider it that seriously. The flu is a big deal, and I talk to a lot of patients and families that say the same exact thing you said. Well, the flu is not a big deal. I've had the flu before. The flu, oh, isn't it just like the cold? And I tell them that, well, the flu is a little bit more serious. It's a more serious illness than just a common cold. Dr. Jean Morjani is a pediatric hospitalist at Arnold Palmer Children's Hospital in Orlando, Florida. The problem with the flu is that there are people that can have flu-related complications. And these aren't people that have multiple medical problems. There are perfectly healthy people that can have really bad complications, such as pneumonia, which is a lung infection from the flu. Last flu season, about 80,000 people in the United States died of the flu and its complications. That's twice the number that died in car crashes. And while some groups are at high risk, even the young, healthy, and strong can be laid low for a week or so, or even worse. Very young children are at high risk of complications. 
women who are pregnant are at high risk of complications. Their rates of complications when they get flu approximate that of seniors. Last year in particular, young adults, adults younger than age 65 were also seriously affected. And then, of course, there's the traditional older group. But even if you are a 22-year-old Olympic athlete, every once in a while, flu takes a perfectly healthy person and puts them into the emergency room and the intensive care unit within 24 or 48 hours of the onset of their illness. That's how severe flu can be. And we cannot pick you out in advance. This flu season hasn't really gotten rolling yet, but already flu deaths have occurred. So once again, public health experts are pushing to get as many of us as possible, anyone over six months of age, to be vaccinated for the flu. We're doing better than we used to, but Schaffner says we still have a long way to go. We produce about 150 to 160 million doses of vaccine each year. So in the 40s is the percentage of all Americans who are vaccinated. It's higher in some subgroups and lower in others. We would like all 330-odd million people in America to be vaccinated. The manufacturers say they'll produce as much vaccine as we can put in arms or blow up noses. So it's just a matter of getting ourselves organized and getting the word out and having it accepted. Having it accepted is still a major problem, according to a nationwide survey by Orlando Health Arnold Palmer Hospital for Children. The survey shows that more than a half of parents of kids under 18 believe that their child can get the flu from the flu shot itself. Those results are stunning to the experts. I'm sitting here gobsmacked. I had no idea that the proportion was so high. It's a myth. It's incorrect. That's a mistaken belief. You cannot get flu from the flu vaccine. The vaccine is made up of pieces of the flu virus. It can't reconstitute itself and give you influenza. That's the injectable vaccine. The nasal spray vaccine is an altered virus that cannot get down in your chest and give you influenza. There's no way you can get the flu from the flu vaccine. You can get a bit of a sore arm, just as I always do, and a few people get a degree of fever that can last a day or so. But that's not flu. That's just your body responding to the vaccine. You cannot get flu from the flu vaccine. When we make that flu shot, the parts of the virus that are used to stimulate a response from our body, the parts of the virus are completely dead, dead, not alive. There is no way that you're going to get infected with the flu from the flu shot itself. Other parents are scared away from getting flu shots for their kids due to the long discredited claim that vaccines cause autism. And yet others say the flu shot doesn't make much difference. They hear experts saying the vaccine may be about 20% effective this year. But what does that mean? It means that, and this is usually focused on the dominant strain of the virus. For example, last year, it was thought to be overall in this country somewhere between 25 and 40% effective, depending upon which study you look at, in preventing illness completely in the entire range of populations. 
but it works better in young people than older people. It works better in healthier people than in people who are immunocompromised. And then, of course, as I said, that number doesn't count the secondary prevention you get, the prevention against all those complications. So for what we ask the vaccine to do, Schaffner says it does a pretty good job, as long as we recognize its limitations and don't expect it to be perfect. The vaccine is a shotgun, not a rifle. It protects against either three or four different influenza strains. And there are always multiple strains circulating. We know the vaccine is imperfect. It's not the best vaccine we have, but it's a pretty good vaccine. It will prevent completely a great deal of influenza. And then what we don't give it enough credit for is that even if you get the vaccine and then get genuine flu, your illness is very likely to be milder, less severe. You're less likely to get the complication of pneumonia, have to be hospitalized, and die. The ability of the flu virus to mutate is what makes fighting it so difficult. Each year, months in advance, experts need to decide what to include in the next flu season's vaccine so that enough can be made. It's a difficult process, according to Dr. Michael Deem, professor of bioengineering, physics, and astronomy at Rice University. We look to the last year's season to see what strains of the flu are likely to dominate this year. We also look to the southern hemisphere to see what strains are dominating in their winter, which is six months out of phase from our northern hemisphere winter. Typically, the strains that will appear in the population have been around for two or three years. So we can identify these strains a few years before they tend to dominate in the population. And then it might take a year or so to redesign the vaccine. So that's another aspect we work on is identifying those strains as early as possible and then helping to predict the effectiveness of the vaccine against the new strains. That's how the flu vaccine protects us. But it also benefits other people as well because we're a lot less likely to give the flu to somebody else. There are people who are frail, who are older who are immunocompromised, that neighbor down the street who has cancer, for example, your friend at work who's got diabetes, Aunt Susie who's 78 and has some lung disease and some heart disease, you know, she smoked a long time. We don't want to give the influenza virus to those people because if they get sick, they're likely to get really sick little babies, little newborn babies, there's one vaccine they can get when they're born, but the other vaccines that will protect them against illnesses that can kill them, they can't get those first set of vaccines until two months old. Specifically for the flu vaccine, babies have to be over six months old. So those babies that are under six months old are really depending on people like us to get vaccinated, to vaccinate our older children because they can't get protected. That brings up one other myth that Schaffner wants to explode, that pregnant women should avoid getting any vaccines at all. That's certainly not true for flu shots. In fact, a new study from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention shows that flu shots reduce a pregnant woman's risk of being hospitalized by the flu by an average of 40 percent. We have this thesis, I learned it in medical school, don't give anything to a pregnant woman because you don't want to adversely affect the fetus. Influenza vaccine is safe. It has two benefits for pregnant women. It'll protect the woman herself and women who get infected with the influenza virus have a high rate of complications just because of their state. 
their immune system. But then there's a bonus. The protection the woman makes goes across the placenta and into that newborn. And when that baby is born, it goes into the fetus. And then when the baby is born for the first six months of its life, it benefits from that protection it got from the mother. That's too early for us to vaccinate the baby. But if we vaccinate mom, she'll pass some of that protection into her infant and give that infant protection. But none of that will work unless people get a flu shot. And more Johnny admits it's a constant battle against all the myths and misinformation lined up against vaccines. It is frustrating and I, I think that definitely as a pediatrician, someone who takes care of babies and children and we want to see healthy babies and children. But then we also see that, you know, it's part of our job, it's part of our role that we embrace just to provide good information because as you know in 2018 there are so many sources of information. You get information from your family, your friends, from the internet, what your friend posts on Facebook or whatever. So it can be difficult for new parents and families trying to navigate that sea of information. And I think at the heart of it all, I think families do want to do what's best for their children. And really, if they have any questions or if they're not sure, we just recommend that they talk to somebody they trust, whether it's a pediatrician or a family physician, because there is so much information out there. Some of it is very good and some of it is very wrong. So it can be difficult to navigate, but we do really see our role as just providing education. You can find out more about all of our guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.net, where you can also find archives of our programs. You'll also find them on iTunes and Stitcher. I'm Reed Pence. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-568-1647. That's 800-568-1647. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-568-1647. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-513-5981-800-513-5981-800-513-5981. That's 800-513-5981. 
What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-835-1478. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-835-1478. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. Call now, 1-800-835-1478. That's 1-800-835-1478. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Radio Health Journal is a production of MediaTrax Communications. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and check iTunes for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find podcasts of our segments, information about our guests, and the latest health news at RadioHealthJournal.net. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal.